This is the Epic Brum Podcast, and we're joined by one of the UK's hottest up-and-coming bands. Birmingham band The Claws are back with a new single, Time of Our Lives, and on the eve of its release we were lucky enough to be invited to their live stream performance at The Mill in Digbeth. Frontman Piers Macker, guitarist Liam Deakin and bassist Johnny Fife join me for a chat about what the band have been up to and their ambitious plans for the coming months. Okay, it's uh, Dan here from the Epic Brum podcast, and I'm in a, a real gig venue with a real life band, which is a, <laughs> a strange feeling. It's been a while, so we're with the the Claws today. So, boys, first of all, like thanks for having us down. How how are you? Um, just excited to be out the house and out of tracksuits, to be honest. <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah, it's a gig with a bit of a difference tonight. So, do you want to tell us exactly what's what's going on? Yeah, so we're well. There's no there's no crowd in here for one. <laughs> We're kind of just playing to four geezers beyond cameras, um, but that's how that's how it is nowadays. It's the only way you can get out. Um, so yeah, it's a live stream that's going out uh, to everyone across the world. We've sold a bunch of tickets, and yeah, it's going to be a good one. Just as I say, and excited to be excited just to be out of the house again. Oh yeah, you and me both, and you've got some some new songs as well that are going to be aired for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nine. We did put it down as eight, but. Uh, I knew one out of the works as well. Throwing so an so extra one in as a treat. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually nine now. I think there's probably more than ones people know. So it's good to be finally uh, taking them for a little rehearsal. At least it wasn't the other one. Eight and it was seven and people, oh yeah, they told us. Yeah. That. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the new single, Time of Our Lives, at, at two, or it, it will be when this uh, this podcast goes out. Anyway, we're going to yeah. talk about that a bit shortly as well as like what the last year's been like for for you guys but uh, so for, first of all for those listening who don't know a lot about the band can we just go back to the beginning a bit and uh, just give us a brief history of where it all started because you, you met at school didn't you? Um, myself, Johnny uh, and bass and Noel on drums we all went to St Peter's school in in a, in Solihull so so yeah we've known each other since we were about 12 uh, is it 12? Is, is that the age you go yeah. in? 11, 12? But yeah, so we've been playing music together since we were in year seven. And then once we left, once we left uh, school, went into sixth form, we thought we might as well give this a proper crack and then found this weird... Picked him up on the side of the street, the side stray of the with mucky trotters. Some stray cat on the side of the road yeah. and, uh, and the rest is history. That's incredible though, that you, you know, people see you as like a, an up and coming band, but you've actually been at it for, for years. Yeah, it's I think a, uh, any any upcoming band you see, they're never upcoming. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think they've always like been doing it for years, and then it's kind of how upcoming you are in terms of like you know the industry itself and press and stuff. Oh, we're well, like an old married couple, a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, to be fair, when these started, I think it was just like free covers, weren't it? Free, oh, yeah. free Arctic Monkeys covers. Yeah, it's just so one off each <laughs> album, like a good spread. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can class that as starting out. Like, <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I, I think I, I think at one point when we were twelve, I think we might have covered. Um, uh, What's that tune by Bruno Mars? That 
Oh, treasure, right. treasure. Nah, they do lazy, lazy songs. Oh, yeah. bro, that's how dark it got. That's how, that's how dark, that's how dark it got. No, we did, uh, we did lock that. I haven't in our band in our flaming guitar seat. And I was on drums, I think, at that point. SpongeBob guitar strap. Yeah, I still have it on stage right now. You still got the SpongeBob on, ain't you? Lads, you're in danger of ruining your street cred here altogether. The street cred was ruined years when I joined. Now, it's funny you talked about the you know stuff you used to play when you you, you started out because what I found interesting kind of uh, reading about you is you know you've got all the usual guitar band influences but you you really love your, your disco music and that played a big big part didn't it? Yeah, we were, um, I think when we started obviously when we were eleven playing Bruno Mars we were a little bit different but um, when we first started giving it a proper go when we were like sixteen seventeen uh, influences were all all kind of similar to to a lot of people that age in terms of you like your your big indie bands like um Killers and that. Oasis, Stone Roses, Killers, Artics, Kasabian, blah blah, blah yeah, blah blah. And then um as we kinda grew up a little bit and started writing our own tunes, you you kinda had to try and craft your own sound. So I think I think it actually helps that all our parents are madly into good music and introduced Introduced us into some of those 80s sounds and set and big 70s disco genres and stuff, and it's kind of just bled through into the music we've been writing and mixing guitars with synths and and using that kind of classic disco beat. Um, yeah, it's I'd say probably that 70s 80s disco genre is probably our collective favourite, but got to try and mix that yeah. in with, with the root of the band. I think the indie stuff's like was already ingrained, so you know we already like knew our way around a riff and stuff. So we, we build that, that's almost like the foundation and then getting into disco and soul and stuff in the last kind of or two or three years mm-hmm. has kind of been the layer on top that we needed to, to build our own sound. Do you know what I mean? It kind of it come naturally. It's not like we sat there and just decided, yep, this is the exact thing we're going for. It was like, you know what I mean? It just kind of come through a few practice sessions and stuff and then built on it and then kind of blink and then it just kind of here now. It's really weird. But do you know what though? Whatever... Whatever genre of music you, you play, ultimately you want to see people up dancing to your music, don't you? Whatever, whether you're, you're I think there's a lack. I think there's a lack of that man in at the moment. Massive I've, lack. Do you know Massive. what I mean? The lack of like, obviously the disco and soul sound that we kind of go for is you know primarily targeted at you know people wanting to dance and stuff. And I think in the industry there's there's a proper lack of that. So I think kind of subconsciously we feel a gap in the market that probably we wanted to bring forward without even realising. So. It's kind of felt really nice. Yeah, I think it's just a case of writing stuff that we would want to hear, mm. you know. And I think maybe we weren't hearing a lot of that kind of stuff. So you, you talked about those early days, like in your in your, your teens, getting together and playing Arctic Monkeys covers and stuff. What kind of what, like what were your first gigs then? What kind of venues were you, mm. were you chaos, playing? mate? <laughs> chaos, seventeen-year-old chaos. chaos in a there's a venue just down the road from me. I called. Um, the rainbow. This is no. This is this is this is, you, this oh, is the rainbow. This was the rainbow. Oh, this was the, okay. So, currently in the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we it was basically the cellar, like it was the underground, underground, and then um, underground, underground, <laughs> wumbling free. Yeah, Wumble. below, below underground, it's uh, wumbles or wimble. <laughs> yeah, but that's where we learned our craft, man. We played so many gigs there, little sweat box, and just load of you know our school pals and college pals and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I think our set was yeah, whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not. Two Oasis tunes and maybe an original. <laughs> it was <laughs> it, it was just like an indie disco. Yeah. I think got f- it, man. It yeah. learned us how to like, you know, deal with a crowd and bounce off them and kind of 
you know, we're still learning our like guitar tones and stuff like just that. Just good crack as well. Yeah, it's just good, man. It was good fun. I look back on it really, I think we all do. Look yeah, back that, on it really that, fondly. That first gig that we did just about two weeks after Liam joined the band, I think it's January, just after Christmas. And um, it was like, I think the cap, the cap of uh, the cellar, which is the first room we ever played, which is in this establishment, is um, about 150. And it was my, it was my dad and Niall's dad on the door doing tickets and stuff. And I think it got to about five minutes, ten minutes before we went on. And about 70 more people piled <laughs> in the door. So we ended up having about... 215 people in a 150 yeah. cap room. Chaos, man. And my old man just kind of went, nah, just, just everyone just come in. Just stop, <laughs> stop selling tickets. Just open the doors freely. But I looked over like mid set yeah. and Niles and Nan, who's obviously an OIP, <laughs> had some random geezer in a headlock. <laughs> Swear that's, that's like that's not a, that's not the worst part about that is it's not even a lie. Yeah, honestly, I just remember looking at it, thinking, "What is going on, man?" Because this was our first gig, and I've joined this band, and these new three lads that I've met. One of their nuns is fucking wrestling all my pals. <laughs> you kind of ruined my next question now because I was going to ask about when things started to go a bit bit mental, but you don't really get much more mental than that, do you? Like, uh, that was the first gig, man. That was honestly from the get go. It was just kind of like. Because we're from separate areas of Brum. Like, when I joined, I was from a completely separate area. I went to a different school. So these obviously all brought all their pals, and then I brought all my pals. And then, yeah, it was just kind of like, everyone kind of knew each other from certain different areas and stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of built from the ground up. Yeah, and I think it was just chaos, man. You give a 17-year-old a load of top... <laughs> bottle I mean? of vodka around yeah. the corner. <laughs> and play a load of Arctic Monkeys tunes. Yeah, it's bound to be chaos. But I think there's a few, like, in answer to your question, there's a few different stages... You know, so I think that was one of the first ones. In about a year and a half later, maybe two years later, we started like playing around the country. Yeah, what? I thought you said playing playing around with country. No, like. no, no, no. <laughs> not the genre. I was like, yeah, started covering like Johnny Cash tunes yeah. and that. On a warm summer's <laughs> evening, yeah. on a train bound for nowhere. <laughs> we just probably got into Dolly Parton last year. Right, <laughs> like, Dolly Parton's the one, man. No, but when we started going around the country on kind of support tours, I think that was another little milestone. We could realise we could do it at Brum, yeah. and then we kind of hit our first headline tour about. Must be two years ago now around the country, and it's kind of just gone from there. Now we're starting to sell tickets about. So, yeah, I was going to say about building your, your following because one thing I've noticed, having kind of followed you from like afar for the last couple of years, is you, you've worked really worked like the social media thing really hard, not only to like grab attention, yeah, there's a bit of backslapping going on here, <laughs> but to you know to keep your current fans engaged as well. And I think I think every band's kind of learned how to do that now over the last twelve months because they've kind of had to. It's the only way of getting their their music yeah. out there. But you were kind of doing it from the start really weren't you we're lucky to have a social media addict in the band yeah. uh, in terms of <laughs> Mr Liam Deacon nah I don't know man like I already had a big social media following personally before Ooh, yeah, rare. 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 do you know what though for someone that's uh, never off his phone he never answers it does he never going to hate him won't if it's you yeah I just had a decent following in that and obviously when I joined these boys I was just like oh, everyone follow these and then you know there's a bit of buzz around the band and stuff and I think we were kind of buzzed off the you know the energy that we were getting back from people all over straight away. And it just built on it. I think I kind of knew quite early that obviously that's the way things were going with social media. I mean, obviously in the last year, it's really helped us to um, have that kind of following who have been so supportive and stuff. And uh, yeah, they will be rewarded this year with loads of new music and gigs, hopefully. You're such a visionary. Aye? You're such a visionary. What do you mean? <sighs> Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let you two argue about that one later, yeah. Yeah, then you, so obviously yeah, your popularity came to a point where you you know you got signed in 2019 to, to Universal, so tell us a bit about that. Yeah, we um 
we had the offer through just after we um after we released in my element because you know that that did really well for us after release and um yeah they just kept biting for it we, we had loads of songs that were ready to go and record and and you know that they, they helped us out with that but it was it was a massive boost up to to get to that stage because you always when you start out doing band or something you always kind of have that vision in like one day i want to be signed by one of the biggest labels in in the world and universal are the biggest label in the world so i think well, I it was yeah it. i thought it was, it was scams that come through the emails it was definitely a it was definitely a massive a massive boost for us and everyone who's been following us since since we were 16 17 was uh was all part of that journey and was made up for us but you know unfortunately because when covid happened uh finances started it started getting a bit a bit tough and a bit strained so it got to a stage where with with the label we were on um they were just running out of money and couldn't fund us anymore so we had we had a decision to make whether to stay or go and we ended up parting with them at the start of the first lockdown it's like a pandemic isn't it? it was like but, some last year. yeah but there's a, the other artist on on that label as well kind of broke off and started going independently again but yeah it's we we went through all that and we we did it we, we did all that stuff for universe and it was a great experience and now we're just we're back out independently again and in honesty it's we prefer it man so we've always been yeah I mean, we it's, know our, uh, it's 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 good comfort for us to uh to be independent again but yeah until the next deal comes along that's 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 where we'll yes yeah, so many acts are doing it now aren't they they, yeah. they, they don't need to sort of uh you know, the, the, they can work outside the industry with, with mm-hmm. all the platforms that are available. Well, to and yeah, we've got we've got everything you need to put music out these days, haven't you? Our management always take the piss because we've got like really good <laughs> um, good management around us now, and they all said like you're too hands on with everything because <laughs> we're like so used to being an independent <coughs> band and doing it all ourselves. It's kind of like it's hard to take a yeah. step back. You know? Yeah, it's hard to take, especially a step back. for you. I mean, no, I'm, I've always got a step back, but yeah, <laughs> you never put one foot forward. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny can't walk. I just turn up and. Get pissed and play, don't I? <laughs> That's it. Turn up and dribble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just bass players for? <laughs> uh, but, but of most jokes, aren't they? Bass players and drummers. Yep. So Always. He takes it well. Always, so. mate. That's you have it. to be a certain kind of person to be a bass player. I think. <clears throat> and, and a certain kind of person to be a front man and stuff. Like, when you get that combination just like, just right, yeah. Then. What do you mean? Well, well for example, I, diva, the bass is oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I called him up this morning to see where he was giving a lift and he called me up. He was nearly woke up yet. I think yeah, I woke yeah. him up. You can't even see the way that Johnny sat, but that's how I'd imagine a bass player to sit if I'd never seen one. What, on a beanbag? <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned In My Element, which is like your biggest release really to, to date, and it's been on all sorts, hasn't it? It was on BT Sport for the, the yeah. boxing coverage. It was the, what was the Netflix show? Uh, was it The Circle? Circle, yeah. Yeah, the US so, Circle. Social media went mad for that when, he, mm. when it was on uh, when it was on on that show. Like, do, you get, do you get to hear about these things? Or did, like, Mate, or the did... weirdest one for me was uh, we were on Made in Chelsea, <laughs> and my ex-missus, she was like, I was like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? So I was like, yeah. So I went in the kitchen, and then I could hear it, and she was watching it, and I thought like it was just my phone or something. And I started hearing screaming and went in and we were getting played on that and bitch had no fucking idea. No, some geezer then get... afterwards we're like, oh, thank you. They're like, yeah, no worries. Some geezer <laughs> in the shower when it was coming yeah. like that. Well, it's good, man. It was good when all that was coming through because I think that that song and us as a band really deserved some kind of air time on, you know, some good programmes and stuff. Uh, especially the um, the Circle. Do you know what I mean? Cause that, it was the American one. 
So you had and, some, and the UK one as well. Wasn't yeah, it, it was both. Yeah, but the Netflix one was the American one, which is obviously, obviously weird. But I think it's really uh, good. We've got a few of them for the new songs, but we've got it on Soccer AM the other day. So hopefully, yeah, we had a good preview on Soccer AM for this new one. So more to come. Yeah, sure, sure. Am I, am I right in thinking the In My Element video was filmed in snobs? Yes, yeah, it, was, it was. It was. That's yeah. true. That's class. I mean, when you think of like indie music or guitar music in Birmingham, you think of snobs, don't you? So that's just. That's, that's what I was just, thinking, man. The, the worst part was, though, they were serving everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, but when we were like, halfway through, everyone was just pissed. Not like, not us, man. We were very responsible. Was it like a Wednesday afternoon or something? Yeah, no, it was no, a it was, Monday. It was, Monday? <laughs> it was a Monday. It was a Monday. About one o'clock. I, was, I was raging because I'm Miss Game of Thrones, man. I'm still. And uh, it got spoiled for me, but you got priorities in this game. <laughs> but yeah, it was to be, to be fair. Uh, we when we were, you know, from from the ages of seventeen. Or well, I won't say seventeen because I'll probably get them in trouble. We were definitely but, eighteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely weren't sixteen when we first went. But yeah, from from kind of early adult age, we probably spent for most weekends in there. So when things started to push on a bit and we released In My Element, because uh, it's quite a party tune, we thought there's no better place to record it, really. Because they've got a fucking great setup on the bottom floor there with with the lights and stuff. So, yeah, Sam Croston, behind the camera as well, did a really good job on that. And I think it... Did it win Did it win an award? No, nah, that was the only one that didn't, you know. Oh, well, it should have, though. It should have, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were up for, like, it got nominated for our best music video and stuff, but... Um, yeah, I was buzzing with the way it turned out, man, because I think it just kind of um, represented where we're from and what it was about, and I think it just all aligned really good at the time, and yeah, I think it captured what what we were going for and stuff. Yeah, have, you, really have you been in there and they've they've played it ever? Like, yeah, yeah bare times, right. man. You know what? It, you know what? It's good when when you're trying to chat someone up and then yeah, and then your own voice comes over the speaker. <laughs> It's a it's a good card yeah, to play. It's just like being able to cloakroom room, being put the jacket behind the desk and that. Yeah. This is my tune. This is my tune. You don't know. No, yeah, Pierce just stands at the bar at all times with his elbow on there, just like <laughs> winking at everyone in it. And then when it comes on, he makes his move. No, I just, just slips him on a fiver. So when this tune comes on, come over to me and say, "Oh my god, is this you?" Yeah, yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, it's so oh. it's so hard. It's yeah, so hard. It's so hard. I'm being, sorry, being I'm out sorry. in Birmingham. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. To, I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry. You had to be hassled like this. <laughs> It must be pretty mental though, because like playing it live and hit, seeing seeing it go off like in the crowd—that's mm. one thing. But when you're in, just kind of out and about on your, your Saturday night doing your your own sort of thing. Well, we're guilty of like when a tune comes on that we don't like, we just stop first and go for a cigarette or go outside <laughs> or something. And then when that tune got dropped for the first time, we were half expecting the dance floor to just clear out because obviously it's just no one you know, would have known it because it was out like a day. But now nah, everyone just stayed on and just had a little groove to it and that. And that's when we thought, oh, we got a good. Uh, yeah, got a good little tune here there. It helped with the old Shazams and that, so. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you broke Shazam the other day, didn't you? When yeah, you were Shazam right, emailed us going like... It's, yeah. it's not even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shazam were like... Because obviously we got that Soccer AM play, um, courtesy of this feeling, which we were buzzing about, man. I mean, I think collectively it was probably, you know, a real lot of childhood show growing up and stuff. Yeah. So to have us played on it was yeah. was quite surreal. And... um. Yeah, and I didn't even know you could choose. I mean, I sort of give it a go myself, but <laughs> turns out you can. And uh, yeah, a few people are picking up on it, and just all about hoping they uh, they dig it when it comes out tomorrow. So aside from recording and putting your music out there and stuff, what have you been your, your standout moments to date? Because I know you've done a lot of the big festivals like the Isle of Wight. And stuff Stand like out that. as a band. Yeah, well, just yeah. Memories. Yeah. Memory. My favorite memory of the band was um, 
last lockdown we were uh, we went into the studio in June just as things were starting to get lifted to record two tunes that you know I'm really really proud of and happy with and then it was boiling and then on the last day we all just sat there and just had a little sing along to Elvis that was that was a good yeah and it was just a nice it's just a nice little moment because obviously we were all isolated for so long and then we just done these couple of tunes we're really happy with some was shining we started crying we had a few beers we started crying it was well good did we did we I did. <laughs> I did when I went into yeah. bed. <laughs> yeah, I did when I got in. I myself to sleep. <laughs> I think. I think to be fair, the probably apart from that, the best, the best moment we've had as a band was the last. Hopefully, it won't be the best moment. Like, uh, once, so far, once, once, oh, best oh, moment oh, to date was um was when we did the O2 Academy two in Birmingham. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, oh, 2019. Oh, that's just disgusting. Um, Christmas 2019, um, which is like a year and a half ago, nearly now. Uh, but, but yeah, we we sold that out. Of, what is it? Six hundred people 650, in 650, in two yeah, weeks. In, yeah, in two weeks, and yeah, we did a did a big Christmas show there, and. Yeah, it's probably the best gig we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Probably the best moment we've had. But it's a weird one, isn't it? That's, like, that's gonna that's gonna double time. It was, it was the whole tour, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I miss with everything like that. It sounds. I think everyone through lockdown would think these things. It's the small things, you know, like finishing work and getting in the van and just anything like yeah, that. No. To be honest, being able to have a beer for that date to be the last date of that tour. It was just really nice because it was close to Christmas and stuff. So we had done like a ma- like I think it was like a ten day tour, then come back. It was just nice to see everyone and just you know I mean play the biggest show we've ever done and stuff and I mean obviously when we were young and stuff going to gigs there I've seen like Peace there and so many bands there so it was just really nice and sentimental almost to come back and just play this big show and see everyone but I think even at the time we were thinking yeah we'll double this next and you know we always do look ahead as a band not kind of not be too grateful for where you're at the moment and just thrive for more yeah but it's it's always going to be like the measure of like how far it's gone, hasn't it? The uh, number of, you know, you see more people, yeah. bigger, so b- the venues get bigger, the crowds get bigger. It's only when lockdown happened, really, and you kind of have that, that time to reflect and you look back on, you know, what you've actually managed yeah, to do and achieve. It, that's when it kind of rang true for me, but... I suppose not long ago we were doing... Yeah, we were yeah, doing the Sunny. Yeah, we were doing the Sunny, which is obviously... Have you ever been to the Sunny? I've, I've played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone from Birmingham has been to the Sunny <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, you have to go I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to say everyone's played it, and I was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 now, I think, like, obviously, to go from that, which is obviously such a... That's our hub, man. To go from there, and, you know, I think it's like a 100 cap room, to that so quickly, yeah. it was just great, man. And then, yeah, always aiming to... Double that now. Double it, next yeah. Year. Yeah, the main, main academy at some point. Yeah. We'll see. Can't reveal too much, mate, but that's... Um, Big things are happening, yeah. though. Okay, um, just wanted to talk about the, the local music scene generally, like in Birmingham and, and the West Midlands as a whole, because it, it felt like felt like well, it still is despite the, the pandemic that it's like it's probably as healthy as it's been for years. And I know you guys have been quite vocal about it, saying that it probably hasn't had the credit it, it deserves. Mm, def- I think don't think Birmingham has um, as a city uh, in regards to a scene. Yeah, there's a there's a great scene, but um, I think as a band lot, we've always kept. No, I wouldn't say to ourselves, but kind of focused on what we're doing and stuff. And obviously how good the scene and how free the scene is has really helped to spur our career forward and stuff, in, especially in Birmingham. Yeah, who, who's... Who, yeah, you, you, you've obviously played with lots of other bands from around here. Then who, who's... Uh, 
you know, who, who are the ones to sort of look out for? Because you've blazed a bit of a, a trail. So who are the, who are the next ones? Because, you know... The next ones, um, Overpass was supporting us tonight. A uh, huge fan of them, man. I mean, that, we had them on at the Glee Club and they're, they're about 17, 18. I mean, I know we spoke a lot about when we were like in sixth form and that age. And when they supported us at the Glee Club, I think... It's kind of just sentimental to see because yeah, it kind of reminded us. Yeah, brought us a tear to my eye. I keep crying on this <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you just an absolute man. waffle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, over the past, man, definitely great band. Um, Candid, we've actually pinched one of their members tonight to <laughs> help out. They're a great we've band the from Coventry. Yeah, we've pinched the front man, and. Um, yeah, there's loads of bands that are coming through. Yeah, it's like Vi- Violet are great. Violet, yeah, 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 love them, man. They dropped a great single recently. There's it's loads. It's almost too much to mention. It's always, it's always horrible when people ask you that question because you, 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 you think you're leaving someone you out. You know I'm going to leave someone out, so I'm going to keep it to a band from Coventry uh, and not go, and not really say anyone because then otherwise someone will be like, I can't believe you haven't said this. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I won't holding grudges. <laughs> I, I won't push that one too much. Really, but but I mean, I mean broadly, it's not just like you know, guitar music. It's like there's like grime and. Oh yeah, you know, the, everything and yeah, you know, it's, like it's, dance music. It's always been, especially around Digbeth, That's always been a bit of a you know. Hot yeah, bed. it's quite easy to um, it's quite easy to get dragged into saying, "Oh, these artists are the best." Like um, like Sugar Wave, Sugar Wave, <laughs> Sugar Wave. <laughs> Sugar Wave. <laughs> 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 fucking map on Mario. Sugar Kart. Thief. <laughs> Sugar Thief. <laughs> and and Ivory Wave, who've been around for just as long. <laughs> <laughs> big image, big image now. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, big image. Mother of God. Uh, Mother of God. He's yeah, had a, he's had a stressful day. If, uh, <laughs> Mate, it's too many. Too many. Too many of these. Too many beers. Too many stills already. Yeah, bands like that. Um, bands like Sugar Thief and Ivory Wave, who've been kind of coming up with us. Um, well, big image now. Been, yeah, big image now. Sorry, yeah, who, who've been. You know, bands that have, you know, progressed as, as we've progressed and stuff. You know, it's quite easy to get dragged into these interviews when people ask you that question and just say those bands. And But you forget about all the um, all the other genres, like grime, dance. Yeah, there's the, so much for everyone. The, yeah, the Birmingham, Birmingham music scene is like, so rich. It's not just like pointing at one kind of... I think, you know, when Peace and Jaws and Swim Deep broke, it was pointing at one kind of um, genre, but not now. There's so much for everyone and I hope it gets the credit it deserves long term. Sugar wave, yeah, bro. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking uh, chewing gum. <laughs> let's, let's crack on. Yeah, just gonna say, uh, but I mean, it's a bit of an obvious question, really. But how important is Birmingham to you? Because you know you're from here, you're, you're very proud of it, and you talked about those those kind of hometown shows that have just got bigger and bigger, and you know they're the the, the ones that really kind of stand out. So yeah, I think I think Birmingham is is massively important to us, it, other than. I mean, other than from a band perspective for us, I think us as like people, it's kind of moulded us a little bit, you know, it's the first place. It's not anyone's hometown. Like if you ask someone from Glasgow how much that means to them or someone from Sheffield, how much that means to them or Manchester, it's the first place you start going out and kind of becoming independent. So going out on your first night out and with your mates and stuff and going to your first gigs, like it all happened here. And then mm. to be able to also build a career for ourselves here um, to do with the band where Birmingham kind of, Birmingham's put put us on a, a pedestal, uh, which gives us a platform to then go and spread ourselves out to to the rest of the UK, Scotland, Ireland, and now even to to Europe and the US over the coming years. So so yeah, Birmingham's massive, massive, massively sentimental value to us. I think Birmingham's got like 
quite an accepting culture and nature about it. I think it it's, it's a great place and a supportive place to start learning your craft in, I mean, quite a tough industry. When I first moved up here when I was really young, I think because I come up from London, it was such a much a more friendly city. Yeah, eh? You were literally like, seven years old, bro. London's a friendlier city or Birmingham's a Birmingham's. You and I from here into London. It's more paddies here, that's why. <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> going to put you on the spot again then. I'm going to ask you uh, your, fa- your favourite Birmingham venue to play at and your favourite non-Birmingham venue. And I know we're at the mill, but I don't think they're going to chuck us out if you don't say the mill. So To be, you know, to, to be fair, like in, in, a, in our defence, we've never done a proper gig at the mill. We've only ever done Sports these, these live streams and stuff, and and um, so I don't think in I don't think we could we could actually say that one. I mean, hopefully we'll get to do a big gig here in this room now in the coming years. So, um, but I think I think the I think our favourite venue in Birmingham. What would you say? I don't know in terms of what, like I like I like the institute myself. Yeah, I think I there's, something, there's something quite rustic about about. Yeah, the, even I mean, I know we haven't. Well, yeah. I mean, we have played the main room, haven't we? Yeah, before. we've played the yeah, main room. Like the Institute one in terms of like looking forward, and the Sunflower Lounge in terms of um, sentimental value. Um, that, like we like you run about the rainbow as well. The cellar, yeah, down there. In fact, sorry, the, yeah, the, the rainbow. Oh, well, I say the mill. The rainbow is the is the mill in in just new spanky writing. So, yeah, I'd probably say go back to the roots and say the rainbow is definitely well. It used to be our favourite venue. Out of it probably town, no, that's it. That's in town, but out of town. I don't know, Jimmy's in Manchester. Actually, I, don't know. I like Jimmy's. I, I like liked the um, I liked Hebe's in Liverpool. Hebe's in Liverpool is really good. good uh, if we're picking a favourite, I do. Some of the venues in Glasgow are great, but I think we're yet to play the the big, like the Barrowlands yeah, venues you know in Glasgow. Sticks out to me. I can't I'd probably, I, I would probably say Jimmy's or Hebe's. There was that venue. I think it's gone now. In fact, where sorry, we, um, sorry, we'll interject. The, <laughs> uh, the best one for me is Supersonic in Paris when we did that in February. To go over to France, that venue was bouncing. You got people there who don't even speak the language, but singing the songs back to you and bouncing around. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm putting my foot down. I, think that's, I preferred that's, the bar afterwards. That that's our that's our favourite. That's our favourite out of town venue. It's my favourite bit of Paris. I think. Don't you can argue with that really? I suppose if you're not don't know what to expect either when you go into a you know a new country. So, uh, just gonna ask you a bit about. Uh, well, the, the the last twelve months really, because it's probably been your hardest. Well, it's been the hardest year for, for for any band, really, hasn't it? Being sort of locked up and not being able to get out and play and stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's not it's not been an easy ride, but I think um, I don't really like to complain about this stuff really because everyone's in the same boat. Every like, I mean, there's people who've come through this. I mean, it's all right for us to complain, going, "Oh my god, we we haven't been able to gig for like twelve months." We haven't been able to like go into the studio or see each other. Oh, it's so hard. But there's yeah. there's one. There's people who've actually lost their lives, and there's people who who are out of work. They don't even have a job anymore. So we're lucky that we've got something to go back into. But it has been it has been difficult. I think I think it's I think it's worked. It's worked enough. I, yeah. I think it's enabled us to get. I wouldn't, yeah. And it, nearly near enough, an album's worth of songs done that maybe we wouldn't have the time to do otherwise. You know, through being on tour. Uh, yeah. But it's let us home in on that side of it, which. Uh, I wouldn't say maybe it fell second place last time, but was, you know, if we were geeking every weekend, you wouldn't get things pumped out as fast. Yeah, it's de- we've it's recorded quite a lot of songs. It's, this year. it's definitely been it's been easier to to sit down and and write tunes. I mean, I converted my shed into a studio at the start of last lockdown, which has just been a place for me to hibernate and and write 
and write some tunes and then we were to get into the studio last July when things opened up again so it's been a tough one but hopefully now instead of focusing on all the bad stuff that's come it's all looking to the future and stuff and we've we've got a massive year coming ahead still and next year's going to be even bigger so that's a great way of looking at it so and it, it's something else you were you're involved in which uh I thought it deserved to mention really was the the food for thought thing which was amazing so do you want to tell us about that that's uh all that's liam the founder yeah i think it just kind of um started from do you remember there on social media when that government kind of food package thing was happening yeah. circulating i think me and the lads were all in like a big group chat and it kind of stemmed from talking about that and feeling a bit helpless and we're all like we all kind of decided we can do something about this um so me, Pierce, Johnny, Noel, and a few lads that we know, including Candid, all just got together and just, you know, realised that we had a platform to maybe try and fundraise and then gave it a go and then, yeah, it just kind of blew up and we had more donations than what we were expecting and, yeah, we're still out every week when we're not obviously practising and stuff like that, just uh, delivering on, delivering the parcels, yeah. It's going really well. That's that's amazing. That's that's really great. So um, so what's what's next then? You've just like said big, big year coming up and, and next year as well so there's a gig tonight time of our lives out tomorrow which is getting a bit of a buzz already if you sort of heard soccer am on saturday you'll have got a sneak peek as we mentioned so what's what's on the agenda then uh there's um it's probably a bit too much to tell i'm probably not the person to ask because i don't i'd kind yeah, of where's, where's I'd, Lyle gone? I think I, Lyle's in the other room i just got to kind of turn up on the day and it, like see well, what's, what's going coming. on it's basically what's it's all to be revealed but it's very <laughs> It's it's very big and it's going to be very good. Very 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 it's very, be, very very sexy. It's going to be very very sexy. Yeah, we've got we've got loads coming. We've like we said, there's an album's worth of songs recording now. Um, there's going to be another five or six recorded in the next few few months. Uh, yeah, so so we're just going to go from strength to strength and start releasing some music properly. It's, it was all put on halt because of uh, because of COVID, so. Now we're going to kick on and uh, play some big festivals over the summer, and then properly go at it. We've got we've got a great team around us, and um, and we've, we're lucky to have the fan base that we have in terms of they've stuck with us through this and supported us. And it goes to show by the fact we sold so many vinyls for this new single coming out. We've smashed pre-sale records for this new single coming out tomorrow. I think we're so, like we've done. Yeah, we're very lucky, and big things are big things are going to be coming in the next year or so. Yeah, I think. We're in a very fortunate position. We've got more than, you know, ever on our side. But now we're just loaded with a load of good tunes and a load of really good team and stuff. And, you know, I think now we're just more than ready to make use of our of these big slots that we're finally going to be able to do because we've never had any. And, you know, make use of all the contacts and the fans and stuff like that and just move forward. Just move forward. I think we've suffered enough, man. I think we've written a decent enough soundtrack to come out of this and make everyone feel you know, good and euphoric and stuff, so it's coming. Superb. So finally, before I let you go then, this is the, the Epic Brum podcast and we always finish by asking all our guests, what makes Birmingham epic? <laughs> uh, what makes Birmingham epic? <coughs> the crackheads. The people make Birmingham what yeah, it is. The people, man. Yeah. The people, the atmosphere, the energy. I mean, I don't think it's either one place or one thing. I think it's, you know... As a, it's not like fucking, it's not like Marge. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's just um, got a great welcoming and understanding nature, which you know I don't think you can get anywhere else as good as it is here. Great answer. Just just to sign off, then uh, time time of our lives, 
it, well, by the time yeah, this comes out, it will be out now, yeah. yeah. So how can people get hold of it, the usual ways? Everywhere everywhere, and anywhere you can get your hands on, even if you want to, you know, stream it illegally, just go and do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even whack it on MySpace if that's your kind of thing, man. Is that still going? <laughs> Is that still going, MySpace? I don't know, you know, we'll have to have a move. Go on uh, MSM, Bebo. MSM. Um, <laughs> it, could be a, it could be a little one to expand on to. His goal. BBM. Yeah, it's it's gonna be everywhere, everywhere. So on the radios, um, Spotify, iTunes, it's gonna be plastered everywhere. So Silboards. except for vinyl, because that's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we've got a few a uh, few little tricks up our sleeve. Yeah. Do you know I mean, kept a few behind in that. Going to do a few competitions and yeah, uh, see what happens there. Might have a few to a few independent stores and that that we like. I mean, yeah. if if there's d- if there's demand, the vinyls will go back on sale. But up until the right up price. until then, it's going to be competitions. <laughs> <laughs> up until then, it's going to be competitions and stuff. There's still a lot of chances if you missed out on the vinyls to get them. But yeah, it's gonna we're gonna smash it, man. The next two years, we've been we've been moping around for too long. We're just gonna hit it hard now. And like Johnny, like a lot, 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 lot of Johnny lot, said, a lot of uh, lost time to make up for, yeah. which we intend on capitalising on. And do you know what I mean, basically, basically just doing what we should have been doing the whole time but with the tunes that we wish we would have wrote if we did it last year yeah. sounds like a riddle that, isn't it yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it made sense in my head when I said it <laughs> have a good job deciphering that one yeah. <laughs> we're going to play the tunes that we wish we wrote last year we're going to play it next year yeah. and on, and on I reckon that. that's good though I reckon that's a good way of describing it no it's definitely not mate just to me on that note anyway uh, really looking forward to the gig tonight and good luck with it and thanks a lot for inviting us down to, to do this as well nice one, mate. cheers for coming nice cheers for coming Thanks for listening to the Epic Brum podcast. And if you like what you heard, you can find more episodes on all the major podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Epic Brum HQ. (laughs) 